0: Hey guys, I am so excited to talk about today's topic. Um, We are going to be talking about safeguarding your marriage. And we get lots of questions about how did I get to the point where I ended up having an affair? And that's something that I've thought a lot about. And I have some thoughts for you today concerning this and hope that you can put some things in place in your marriage so that it never happens to you. Stay tuned hello folks <laughs> that was
1: supposed to be me hello folks uh, I stole your line. hey uh, good to be back with you today this is rusty and heather bryant and uh i was thinking a little bit today um because we drive a lot <laughs> we're in the car a lot and we were driving and i was thinking about this um i was thinking about how there's it blows my mind how we have so many like followers on social media that don't know that we have a podcast and then we also have people that listen to our podcast that probably don't follow us on social media or know that we have marriage coaching and like there's just different fragments of mm-hmm. people and and so I don't know. I just thought it'd be really good that we actually let people know that um, we have a really active Facebook page where we just kind of give marriage tips and different things. Uh, so find us there, um, the Redeemed Marriage. Also on Instagram, uh, we're trying. We're kind of revamping that, and we're learning how to do it, but where it's a little more personal and, um, but also some good marriage stuff there, some content. So. Be sure to follow that. Um, Our YouTube channel is something that we're really going to be working on over the next few months probably where we're going to add some video and stuff to what we're already doing. So be sure to go there. All of these things, be sure to subscribe subscribe to them or follow whatever the, the lingo is on that particular social media platform. And, of course, right here on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on, Make sure that you follow or subscribe and also if you um, are able, please leave a rating or review because it just helps for more people to be able to um, kind of get their eyeballs or their earballs <laughs> on our on our podcast and uh, drums there you go eyeballs yep the, all of that. Um, new website should be out in the next couple of weeks, but we have no idea when you're listening to this. So you might be listening to this and the website may be up for 3 years. Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, I stole the intro. So that's why I stole the hello folks. I didn't know you were going to do, you know, a whole blurb on our social media stuff. Why do our why do we have so many more followers on Facebook than we do Instagram? Um, do you know? No. Well, if you're listening and you're on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because we're not real we haven't been real consistent over there. Um, and we don't do the things that a lot of people do to try to gain followers like following people just so they'll follow you back. Oh. Um, that's a big that's a big thing, but um hmm. But I, but I think it's also we haven't been real consistent, and we're we're just trying to learn that, um, and how how all that works. Yeah. But hey, okay. no no big deal. We're uh, we just want you to consume as much content as you possibly can because we want everybody's marriage to be successful, and that's why today we're talking about safeguarding your marriage.
0: Yeah. So I um, kind of was excited about this topic because. A couple of um, things over the past several weeks have just really stuck in my mind, and um, I just can't get them out of my mind. And I told Rusty today, um, we were driving back, and I said, Hey, I really feel like um, I want to talk about this. And he said, Okay, well, you take the lead. And that makes me exceedingly nervous because um, Rusty just does a great job in um, leading discussions and moving from one thing to the next. And I have a tendency to get stuck in. In one little place. So hopefully we can get through um, this together. You know, a couple of weeks ago we were um, in Davidson, where my oldest son goes to college, and we went with him to church, and which is always such a joy um, to go where he is and um, and listen to their worship service, their music, and it's always great. But their regular pastor um, was not preaching that day, and they had a guest speaker, and during um, the sermon, I think the overall message was he was looking into the holiness of believers, like what um, we're supposed to do to um, look like a child of God and to act like a child of God and attract people um, to the relationship with Jesus. And one of the things that he said, um, and I just was like, oh, when he said it was you can't defeat a demon that you enjoy playing with.
1: Mm, that's good. And I was
0: like, "Wow." I, I mean, like I had, I wrote it down, and then I had to read it and read it and read it, and sit on, sit on it for a little while.
1: Yeah, and we even told him afterwards that we were gonna probably post it on social media because. Um, he uh, he told us that he enjoys listening to our podcast, and so we were talking to him afterwards, and we said, "Well, you may sh- your some of your quotes from your sermon mm-hmm. might show up <laughs> because it was really really good." Yeah, and so we did post that I think um, several weeks ago. PM but gave
0: him credit for that because yep. it's just like it's a statement that. Could apply to so many different things. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. you know, you may be listening to this marriage podcast and think, um, "Yeah, that applies to a lot more than marriage," but in my life specifically, it was just super powerful because I can look back um, to when my f- very first steps um, that I took in infidelity and thinking and and think to myself that's exactly what I was doing. I was just playing with the devil. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just playing and, and not just playing, but enjoying it. And, um, and for the statement to say that it can't be defeated if you enjoy playing with it is just su. I mean, that's just super, super, super powerful. Um, then a couple of weeks later, I don't think it was the next week, but either the next week or the next, our, um, home pastor, we were back at our church and our pastor, um, Chip Henderson was talking about, um, he's in Romans and he was talking about how we should be dead to sin that because of what Christ did on the cross, that we should be dead to sin. And you know, the scripture that says, um, I'm going to take up my cross and follow him. And the cross is a symbol of death. I mean, that's what that means to take up my cross. So I'm going to die to myself and my desires, and I'm going to follow Christ. And he was reading in Romans 6, and I wanted to read just a couple of verses out of there. I'm going to start with 11. Well, in 8 through 10, he talks about how Jesus died on the cross and raised from the dead and that um, that the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. Um, but then verse 11 says, "...in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive, in, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your moral body so that you obey its evil desires." Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. And so as I was listening to um, this sermon, specifically on this passage, I just thought about How many people and how many times I have either been asked how I got to the point to where I had an affair or we have been sitting with couples that say, I have no idea how I got here. Mm -hmm. And I have said multiple times, if I could answer that question, I would be a rich woman because I could help people understand how we got there. But the only answer that I have to that is I fell into sin. And because of that, there are things that I can look back on and say, I fell into sin in that area. I slipped into self-desire in that place. You know, all of these things that I can go back and pinpoint and look at and say, if I had been dead to those things... If I had had a hedge of protection around my marriage in those things, then I never would have gotten to the point that I got to. And that as much as I want to offer hope to people who have gotten into our situation, I'm even more passionate about giving people information and hope and safeguards to say, hey, if you will do these things, if you will be alert to these red flags, then you won't get into the situation that we got ourselves in or that I got our marriage into. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is just some things that you can do to safeguard or to put a hedge of protection. I like the picture of a hedge of protection around your marriage because it's not just, um, Oh, I'm being safe. It is. I am putting up a defense, um, to make sure that these things do not happen Mm. in my marriage. So that's kind of where the idea of today's podcast came from. Um, Just a really, it's honestly a really tender part in my heart um, because I think that it's so vulnerable and um, putting out there the fact that I didn't do what I should have done to protect our marriage, but in the hopes that we can give other people great advice and great tips on how to not let yourself get into the position that we were in 12 years ago.
1: Hey, read that. Read that quote from from the sermon again. Do you have it right there? Yeah, with yeah, you?
0: I do. Um, from from multiply. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. it says you cannot defeat a demon that you enjoy playing with.
1: <clears throat> that's such a that's such a powerful quote. And you know, if we were sitting and doing marriage coaching with a couple, and we were just talking about this. You know, I would probably just point blank ask this question, and so I'll just ask it to our listeners because I feel like we are sort of doing marriage coaching to them, but I would just say, what, what is it? You know, what is it in your life that you enjoy playing with mm-hmm. that, you, that you know, mm-hmm. like you know that it's a dangerous, um, it's something dangerous that you're playing with and you may convince yourself, you may be trying to convince yourself that it's not dangerous and it's not a demon that you're playing with. It's just something very innocent. But I think somewhere deep down everybody mm-hmm. kinda knows mm-hmm. that they're if if, if it's something dangerous that they're kind of slipping towards.
0: And, you know, not only that, I think that there is a group of people out there that are listening to this that say, I think my spouse is playing with something mm. exceedingly dangerous. And maybe you've tried tried to speak into that, um, or maybe you're just hoping it'll go away, or maybe you're not sure if your spouse is dabbing, dabbing, dabbling, dabbling, <laughs> dabbling in that, um, but you know this is—it's um, not anything to play with. It mm-hmm. is—it is something that has to be taken very seriously, and it needs to be an alert. And you know, one of the things when I think back on how I feel like I slipped into that, I feel like there were lots of red flags, but I just ignored them. Mm-hmm. Or not only did I ignore them, but I either ignored them or said, uh, I got it under control. Mm-hmm. Like it may be dangerous for other people, but I mean, I'm not going to let anything happen with mm-hmm. it. And so you, it's just kind of a flirting with mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that we could list and talk about. And we talk about this stuff a lot on here, but I think a big part of it is... Because we get asked these these questions a lot when we're coaching, especially you know, um, and and it's people that are trying to recover from something that's happened. Um, but even from that, we can look back on their story, and we can just—I mean, it's just like, yep, that's that's the that's the demon that they were mm-hmm. playing with. That's right. And you know, of course, when it leads to. When it leads to an affair of some sort, whether that's um, just an emotional affair, or—and I'm not saying sure. just an mm-hmm. emotional affair—whether mm-hmm. that's an emotional affair or it ends up where it's headed, mm-hmm. because y- you can you can argue with me up and down, but an emotional affa- affair is leading towards a physical affair, because one or both of the of the people that are in that emotional affair they they want something more and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing until it gets until it gets to something more. And so a lot of times when people say, Well, I just had an emotional affair, that's probably because it ended before it went any further than that. But I'm saying all that because the safeguard is the relationships with the opposite sex. And no matter what that what that looks like or what that is, if you're playing with that with that demon then it's gonna end in something that you didn't that you didn't want it to.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a lot of the people that we talk to, and even in my story, it begins with texting, mm-hmm. either uh, regular texting or instant messaging on social media. Um, it, it that's how a lot of it begins because it's super innocent. Yeah. Quote. Quote innocent. Yeah. Um, and so that's one that I just think is super important to put a hedge of protection around your marriage when it comes to texting somebody of the opposite sex. And we could, you know, go into lots of detail about that.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, just, we just got to shoot straight sometime and call a spade a spade. And if you're communicating with somebody of the opposite sex, that's that's not your spouse, obviously is what we're talking about then like you need to stop it. And especially if it's something that you're keeping a secret from your spouse. And we know that there are situations like work related and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we have to work through that with people that have already had trust that has been betrayed. Um, and we have to work on, you know, well, what do you do in a situation like this? When I report to you know my boss is a member of the opposite sex and so we have to work through well how do you actually handle that but we're not even i mean we're just talking about that any any relationship with a member of the opposite sex if you if you want to truly safeguard your marriage then there are no secrets there are no conversations that are going on through apps or you know social media channels or or whatever or even just straight up texting and there just doesn't need to be mm-hmm. anything that is any sort of I mean really even personal like mm-hmm. um you know and 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 we've talked about that with a lot of people too where yeah well I have a I have a boss that'll email me and you know I have to respond well yeah you can respond if it's business that's right but there should never be you know, the joking, the flirting, even when you get into something where you're just asking a question like, how's your day? I mean, you think that's, well, I'm just being nice. And you may think that you're never having any inappropriate thoughts, but those inappropriate thoughts start becoming more and more (laughs) inappropriate. Those, Those texts that you think are not what? What? <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> Words are really hard. Those texts that you think are innocent and yeah. that you think mean absolutely nothing, they become, they start becoming
0: more frequent and
1: more familiar. Yep.
0: Yeah. And you also can't control how the other person receives it. Exactly. So, like, if you're saying, How was your day? Well, how are you doing? Well, you might be opening mm-hmm. up something that the other person is in desperate need mm-hmm. of wanting to talk about what's going on in their marriage or how they're being, you know, their spouse doesn't love them. And they're and then you're opening that door to emotions and feelings. And then at that point, you're like, whoa, I just was trying to be kind and yeah. say, how are you? Well,
1: yeah. And it's just like, we talked about this today when we were driving that you know, there may be a situation where you're required to have a meeting, or you're you're required to go and sit down somewhere with somebody of the opposite sex, and there really may be nothing like you have no attraction, no, and your spouse may even know about it, mm-hmm. but you don't know what's going on in the other person's That's heart. Right. I mean, they may they may actually see it as, um, oh, this person's wants to spend time with me right. i
0: mean it's and they care about me and they yeah
1: yeah just it's just a you and i i mean and i know that people can look at us and they can say well you you guys have to be that way because of what happened yes but we're also telling you how we got to what happened that's right so that you don't do what what, what led we did. Yeah. and that,
0: and guys this i i know i mentioned test t- Gosh, texting. Words are hard. <laughs> texting and instant messaging and things like that. But this can be conversations through gaming mm-hmm. things. I mean, like just tons and tons of ways um, that people can reach out and make emotional connections when there is no I mean, that does not need to happen. There has got to be a safeguard. And you may think, well, how, you know, what do I do? How do I, how do I know? Well, that's, I mean, I wish that I had asked daily for the Holy Spirit to show me red flags and make me sensitive to red flags and just being sensitive to those things that might happen. Um, One of the things that, one of the things that I was drawn to is affirmation. Like when somebody of the opposite sex said something positive about me, whether it was how I looked, um, how I sang, how I was a good mom, I mean, at the gym, how I was doing well with weight loss, how if I was doing well with, um, you know, like lifting weight, getting stronger. I mean, like any of those, anything that somebody could compliment me on, I wish that any time somebody of the opposite sex said anything positive um, to me like that, I wish a red flag had come up or a warning had, you know, gone off. And maybe it did at the beginning. And then I, you know, was like, it's fine. It's nothing you know, kind of talked myself into being normal and, you know, don't overreact. He's just saying that you're pretty. He's not trying to advance or whatever. I feel like if I had been, if I had those hedges of protection around me, that it would not have been such a big deal. And one of the things that Pastor Chip was talking about in his sermon a couple of weeks ago is that he gave this example, and i would never heard this before in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. He was talking about a dead man, because in that passage that I read earlier, it was saying that you need to count yourselves dead to sin and alive in Christ. And so he said, let's think about a dead man. And he talked about if you walked into a funeral and there was a dead person in the casket, um, they're, they're not, they don't come alive to certain things. For example, if a dead man's laying in the casket and, and somebody beside it is grilling a steak, well, he's not going to hear the grill or smell no. the, the steak and go, oh, I, I'm I'm going to come alive to that because he can't be tempted mm-hmm. by the smell of a steak and he can't be tempted by the sound of it or any of that. Like he's dead to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what my prayer has been specifically those words since um, that sermon a few weeks ago is God help me to be dead to that. Like I don't want I don't want anything that would be a hindrance to our marriage to bring me alive. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want to bring me a al- to alive is our relationship, our conversations, your compliments, you know, the things that are, are supposed to be, um, only reserved for a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that want to make me alive. Um, as far as our marriage is concerned. Mm-hmm. And, of course, his point was all the things, not just marriage, but all the things that bring life to us and, and that we have to be dead to things. Like, you know, people who are struggling with alcoholism. Mm. I mean, like, if there's alcohol, like, you need to be able to say, I'm dead to that. Right. Like, that brings me no life and no joy that I'm dead to that. Yeah,
1: and if it affects you and affects your marriage in, in certain ways— um there there are lots of things that you just need to say I need to be I need to be completely dead to that mm-hmm. because if I'm not then it's just like I'm playing with a demon. That's right. And if I'm going to keep playing with a demon then there's no right. way that I can defeat it. So I w- we got about 5 minutes to just kind of run through. Um I think that we should just name some of these demons that people may be fighting or maybe playing with and mm-hmm. to say if you want to fight that demon you, you can't play with it. Needs to be dead. Yeah. And of course, we mentioned the opposite sex. I mean, that's just stuff like no commu- n- just no personal communication. Mm-hmm. Like making sure there's no secrets. Your your spouse is fully aware of of anything. You no know, not,
0: passwords. Yeah,
1: and not being not being alone with somebody of the opposite mm-hmm. sex. Nobody in their ca- in the car. I mean, things like that that you may be just going. Well, wait, I can't do that. And if you're saying, wait, I can't do that, then that might be the check that says you're just. You're just playing with a demon, and and you're not going to be able to defeat it if you don't make it dead to you. And that's what we're saying: make this a, com- right. a complete dead to you.
0: And another way of saying is, I don't respond to that anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not responding to that that's mm. happening to me yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, we mentioned the gym. Holy moly, we, I, I would say that I, I don't even know the percentage, but it's a ridiculous number of people that when we talk to them and they've gotten themselves into, um, inappropriate situations, how many of those can be tied back to the gym in yep. some way? So, yep. you know, if that's something that you're just like, oh no, 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 I can't quit the gym. I can't quit, <laughs> quit. I can't quit the gym. But, and check your motive for that. If mm-hmm. it's because if you just go and you work out and you're, and you're staying healthy, great. But if it's man, I got to go see this person, mm-hmm. or I want this Driven person. Driven by the attention, yeah, the attention mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You need to check your motives. Are you going
0: to the gym at the same time? Yep. Somebody, Somebody else. Somebody All so of that. that. You can get affirmation. That's in that. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and oh, I, I thought of another one, but okay. when we were talking about the gym, I lost it. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, but I was just thinking of, I mean, like looking, watching, listening to inappropriate things. Um, you know it may not be pornography but it may be leading to pornography mm-hmm. and it may be that it's just the thing that kind of excites you a little bit but i'm telling you you're always that's playing that's playing with a demon absolutely and you can't defeat it it's got to be dead to you and that means just anything i mean you're not watching inappropriate youtube videos you're not watching anything inappropriate on movies if it's something that's affecting you and that could lead you down a slippery slope. It needs to be completely if it ca- severed.
0: If it's causing you to be um, not content with your life and your spouse, like there are things that you can watch that all of a sudden that person's prettier, or that mm-hmm. person has right. bigger tatas or whatever, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, well, my wife's aren't any aren't good anymore yeah. you know and, and I, I think just... a lot
1: of these reality shows mm-hmm. do that to people yeah. you know and they think oh it's just fun and it's funny and it's entertainment yeah but for some people a lot of people it's mm-hmm. it's playing with a demon that's right that's um right. that's that's affecting your life um you know you mentioned like alcohol and uh, you know things like that that if they're affecting you um, and they could and they they change your demeanor, your personality, they change how you relate to your spouse or your children. I mean, it's it's something that needs to be just removed. You need to be dead to that sin.
0: That's right. And praying that God would make you um, not respond to it anymore, mm-hmm. that you would be able to say, I am dead to that.
1: I would say even, look, let's let's move away from stuff that probably steps on toes even a little bit more, but like, Just the amount of time that you might stay, spend away from your family, Mm -hmm. um, that you're losing a connection with your spouse or with your children. And that could be because of work. It could be because of a hobby. It could be, you know, sports. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, hanging out with friends, whatever. None of those are necessarily bad things. That's right. But if it's something that you, can't get a hold of, and it's affecting your relationship with your spouse, then that's just another one of those examples of a demon that you're playing with. And there's
0: lots of things that aren't bad in themselves, but too much of it Mm -hmm. is not good for you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, like for somebody who is an alcoholic, one drink is not good for you. And so in the same way, if you have trouble and keeping a handle on your thoughts in one area, Or if you can't go to the gym without being attracted to the opposite opposite sex or needing encouragement from the opposite sex, well, then that's not a good place for you. And you need to do something different Mm -hmm. in that area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, too much is is bad. But then also there's some things that aren't inherently bad, Mm -hmm. but they might be bad for you. You know, Mm -hmm. so.
1: All right. Did we cover everything you so. wanted to cover? I
0: think so. I think so. I'll we'll finish, and I'll think of 183 more things. <laughs> Probably but, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: hey, we want everybody just to be on guard, and we we know that the enemy he prowls around like a roaring lion. He's just looking for your marriage to devour.
0: And you know one thing about um, what you were just saying about the enemy is he's. He's, he's very cunning. Mm -hmm. And like when you were talking about people spending too much time with a hobby or at work or things like that, like I can't, like I know for a fact that some people spend too much time at work or with a hobby or whatever, because they're, they feel like the man. They're like, I'm good at my job. People affirm me at my job. I am, you know, people say how great I am at my job and then I come home and maybe you come home to a wife who doesn't tell you that you're a great husband. And so why would you want to come home to somebody who's beaten you up or says you're not good at what what you are when you could be at your place of work receiving constant affirmation? And I, I like I get that that's a battle, but again, that is that is putting up a hedge of protection around your marriage and saying, even though I feel like the man there, I'm going to come home and I'm going to deal with things here and spend time and energy because that's probably why it got to the place that it is.
1: Well, a lot of times people, they don't feel like they're good at being a husband or a wife or a mother or father. And so they can stay somewhere, like you said, where they feel like they are good at it. And, Mm -hmm. and honestly, you know, work might be hard, but sometimes, to some people, it's not as hard as being a spouse yeah, or a parent. That's right. Comes easier, maybe. Come, comes easier. And so, you know, that's the other thing is just to make sure that you're, you're, you're working at it. You're putting in the effort. You're spending time in being the, the spouse and the parent that, that you need to be. Yeah. All right, let's sign off for the week, and uh, hopefully um, you guys... Thanks for doing
0: my topic.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was (laughs) a great topic. We get get asked about this all the time, so we felt like we needed to address it. Um, We've probably addressed it in other ways throughout some of these other episodes, but... I just wanted to make sure that this is always something that's on your mind because whether you've had problems before um, and you need to fix things or you just don't want to get in that situation, this is the perfect topic for, for everyone. So, all right, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.